Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Olivier D. This is Awaken the Awesome, a podcast where we acknowledge that we are all in this together. Through enlightening conversations and personal insights, we like to engage with individuals just like you who show us how they are bringing a little bit of awesomeness along their individual journeys. Our hope is to inspire you to always keep pushing and to stay awesome along the way. It's always refreshing to walk into an interview and not really know what will come out the other end. This was another one of those opportunities where the individual definitely lived up to the hype. Jamal Henry is a man of many talents, whether through his dynamic football career, his obvious dedication to his family as a husband and father, or as a published author, one could agree there are a few reasons why our conversation was such a thrill. But what mostly stood out for me was the genuine intensity and wisdom that Jamal brought to our conversation. Indeed, I got to sit down with a man driven by a palpable sense of clarity and commitment to his goals that I believe that we can all take notes from. On this episode, Jamal and I have an amazing exchange as we discuss the importance of self-awareness, creating boundaries, setting a clear path for one's vision, and so much more. So let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 151 with Jamal Henry. Here we go. Jamal, um, again, I want to tip my head off to you and acknowledge you for all the work that you do. Again, I have to also uh, acknowledge uh, Coach Ray uh, for connecting yeah, us. And if it weren't for him, I wouldn't know, first of all, about your wonderful book, because he kept talking about it so much. And he's kept making so many posts and so many like Instagram stories. I'm like, what is he talking about? And then I call him up. It's like, what is this? Like, you don't know Jamal. <laughs> this is Jamal's my boy. It's like, this is because he was giving so many excerpts and snippets. I'm just basically like screenshot, screenshotting it. I'm like, wow. What I appreciate is the fact that it always energizes me to connect with individuals who are really are about what I call the warrior mindset. Yeah. It takes a lot. A lot of people hear this, you know, just thrown around it's like, yeah, we're warriors, we're men, we're, we're on the battleground, we're into the fence. No, what I got from you and through all, all the interactions that we had is a very earnest individual who is taking ownership of his self, of his body, wow. of his family, of his temple, of his mission, of his journey, not just through all your athletic achievements, but also throughout your life. And you're giving examples, not just through Instagram, but your words your, your conscious presence and your intentional guidance that you wish to share with the world, whether through one person or all the people on your wonderful lives, I just want to say thank you because it takes a lot of generosity and transparency and genuine service, a genuine concern for the, be for the well-being of the fellow man to want to put yourself out there. And that's something I celebrate. And I just want to say welcome and thank you for being on the Awaken the Awesome podcast, Jamal. I really do appreciate it. Appreciate that, bro. That was uh, <laughs> that's an awesome intro, man. No, but wow. it's it's sincere. It's sincere. Um, because you know what, that that's the thing. Because for me, it's stupid. But when I started this podcast, it wasn't all about trying to be Gary V or Tony Robbins. Because I believe throughout my own journey and my own depression, and just like connecting with people, just as yourself, and again, re-engineering our thought process and how to yeah. go about this thing called life. I realized that, you know what, everyone has a story to tell and we can, we're all in this together. And I, all I have to do is reach out and say, hi, Jamal, I'm Olivier. It's nice to meet you. And, you know, what are you doing? I enjoy what you're doing. I enjoy what you're doing. You know what? Everybody understands fear. Everybody understands courage. Everybody understands chasing your dreams. Everyone understands, you know, trying to raise a family. And you know what? And I was just wondering, is, it, is there, 
Was there ever a point that was the trigger moment for you? Or was it something that was bred into you from an early age, would you say? Um, the mentality aspect of, uh, well, I mean, so it started off like with my dream. My dream is to help people accomplish their dreams. And as long as it brings positive change in the world. Um, but I do believe like from a very young age, I, I understood that in the sense that it's really not about me. And like the people that surround me, if I'm able to help them uh, feel better about themselves and have a success that I realized that that helps me have success, not in a selfish way, but it makes me feel great uh, to see them smile. Um, so I don't, I don't know if I was born with it. I just know from a very young age um, and like the, the oldest memory that I have of it is actually in the book and it's in the, it's in the chapter. It's not about you. Um, and uh, I don't know if you want to go into it now or later. My man, but... my man, we're here. We're, this is your time. This is your platform, man. Because <laughs> what I love, what I love about the book is that it's a, it's a personal account. It's a true, it could be, re- it's could be read as a diary. It mm-hmm. could be read as an adventure. It could be read as, again, uh, a testimonial. And it also could be read as a blueprint because so many of the nuggets that you, the golden nuggets, <laughs> shameless book, <laughs> yeah. it's so many, uh, so many gems in there. It's not even a buzzword because if one takes the time, you know, mm-hmm. to read your story and to relate and to try to peel away at the layers and you're like, you know what, this is a individual who's gone through things, who didn't make excuses and who took you took what you had in your hand and you made it yours and you either adjusted, pivoted, corrected. And again, you went with it and you owned your truth from very early age. And one story that really hit me uh, in regards to how, you know, certain things, uh, sh- how we see the world um, yeah. was a short paragraph between the conversation we have between you and JW. And you were mm-hmm. talking about being fascinated rather than frustrated. And oh, I was wondering... Yeah how how does one go about being fascinated with the circumstances that show up you know there are in everyone's life uh, it's my opinion we all have little things that happen and big things that happen and all the little things when added up become big things so the little details let's call them um and i realized that let's take this for example because a lot of people drive um i realized that few years ago, I was uh, in uh, La Rage au Ballon. What's that called in English? Road Rage. Road, there you go. I had Road Rage. Uh, and I never followed anybody to their house, right? But I, I would actually have uh, real bad Road Rage. But after listening to a lot of motivational speakers, I realized, like, when someone cuts me off, um, what does that change in my time? Not much. And if someone cuts me off, that's because they're supposed to cut me off. So when you're when you're able to understand that the person cutting you off is a cutter offer, like, hey, yeah, I saw you last week. It's not the same person, but last week you got cut off last week mm-hmm. as well, right? Like, oh, it's just a it's just another cutter offer. That's what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And so when you accept it and say, oh, that's what they're supposed to do, then that brings a little more ease to your driving. When you're in traffic, accept the responsibility that you put yourself in. You woke up this morning. Knowing that you're going to eat your breakfast, you were going to say bye to your wife and your kids and drive and probably go into traffic and then go to work and probably go back into traffic on the way home. So what is more, uh, how can I say, what's, 
what's more illogical the fact that you're going into traffic or that you're mad that you're going into traffic and you know that for five days you're going to do that right so right when i understood that that there's no point in me getting mad because it's going to be there whether i get mad or not right and even when pe- people cut me off or whatnot it's it's it doesn't bring sometimes they they might not even know that they cut you off no they don't sometimes no, they, they don't. don't and um and the thing is too is when you hold that anger inside you it's like for the whole day you keep replaying it man that guy just cut me off bro, and i can't believe he did that i was in a hurry and whatnot that person just left and probably didn't even know that you're mad so who's the only person left with the anger you are wow and a great way to to uh get the the fascinating part to adopt that is to forgive. Okay. Is to forgive. And what I mean is, is when the person cuts you off, you're like, well, you know what? I forgive that person. And at first, at first it doesn't make sense. You're like, no, I'm not going to forgive them. They just wronged me. But again, once you forgive, it's not really, it's not about them. It's about you letting go of that anger, right? You spending a split sec- second saying, man, he really cut me off and I'm really angry. And then saying, you know what? I forgive them. It's very fascinating that someone will cut me off because there's like, there's a, you look in the rear view mirror, there's no one behind you. They could have mm-hmm. just skipped behind you. You know, just forgive them. It's, it's greet every day with a forgiving spirit. I think it's Abraham Lincoln. He had a, a nice letter and he said, I will greet every day with a forgiving spirit. Um, so we reset don't don't hold on to it yeah well it's and it's yeah it's just you know there are so many things that are going to happen in your life and people are going to wrong you and i found that the most frustrating parts of times in my life is when people have wronged me and i want them to make the change and be like okay you make make this right for me but that's not their responsibility it's my life it's my responsibility to make it right because it's my heart right it's not uh you probably heard it before many times it's not what happens to us that matters it's how we react yes. it's how we uh we we um we react to it so when we're able to just say instead of being frustrated at the fact that someone cut me off on driving um it's like wow someone cut me off they maybe they don't know really how to drive. But doesn't that take an amazing amount of, again, you're you're talking to us about acceptance and forgiveness, Mm -hmm. not just of others, but also ourselves. Because what I hear from you is a lot about a lot of self-awareness and recognition Mm -hmm. that we do have these feelings. Because while I'm saying that very out loud, because people might relate to this, for the longest time, you know, I was like a really nice guy, you know, someone would wrong me and I'm like, it's okay. You know, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, but you also need to accept that. Yeah. You know, getting cut off, getting wronged is hurtful to you. So you are saying that it's okay to welcome these, these emotions, but also you have to also have the courage to accept who you are. What I'm talking about is that a lot of people are uncomfortable to look within I talk mm-hmm. a lot about this, Jamal, and I was wondering if there was something ever in your journey that you had to struggle with in regards to 
you know, finding out, you know, again, being comfortable, this self-assuredness, this recognition of the self, because it's all about what goes in here that helps us, you know, face, you know, the, the outward, um, you know, obstacles and frustrations. If you don't know who you are, how, you can't take ownership of how you react. And sometimes a lot of people struggle with that. They go through their life struggling with that. How can we teach them something? You kind of you answered it. It's um, actually, it's the problem that I had before is, and it wasn't, it didn't last very long. Um, but I've realized a lot of people have this problem is they're, they're looking for everybody to fix them. So they're looking outside um, for everything around them to fix them when it's the other way around. It's not the outside in, it's the inside out. Okay. Um, so to adopt the way to, um, really start from inside is so let's go back to i'm driving someone cuts me off Mm -hmm. she's like huh okay why was i in that moment right there okay i got a red light did i speed up did i did i go 10 kilometers over the the speed limit because we all like i drive 110 120 on the freeway Mm -hmm. if i was driving 100 I probably never would have been in that place. So then that makes me the person in charge. Right. Right. Because if I was going, if, um, the person cut me off, I was going 110. Let's say they want to take the, the freeway. I was going 110. They cut me off. But if I was going the speed limit, I wouldn't have been there. Right. If I look in the rearview mirror and I, I'm going 110, I look in the rearview mirror, myself going 100 would have been further back. So there have been plenty of space for that person to come in. And what this does, it just gives you control. The situation doesn't change. Mm -hmm. It just gives you control. Like, okay, I could have done something. Right. So it takes, it it takes, it gives you the power to realize I could have made the change instead of saying, man, that person should have slowed down or they should have speeded up. You see, there's the beginning of it. The, they, him, her. That's the wrong way to start. It's we always want to point fingers, don't we? It, exactly. And it's okay to point a finger as long as it starts here, right here, like in your heart. And that's, and it's, uh, it's a lot of conditioning, but it's to look at every situation in your life, the good and the bad and be like, wow, what did I do that brought me here? What did I do? What, what did I do this morning? So I woke up. I got, uh, I took a step on the right side of the bed and then something happened and it was great. I saw my kids get up and I, I had so much gratitude when I see my kids come running towards me, right? You get up a minute earlier and you see your kids coming, uh, come running towards you and get, Hey daddy, I love you. Instead of getting up five minutes after the alarm clock and you're still in bed, mm-hmm. hey, daddy, wake up. See the difference? Small differences. And that's what I mean is when you focus on these little details, it's, it's, it's training you and conditioning you for when the big things are going to happen. Because what happens is when we, when we work on the little details, our subconscious, I've never studied this. I just know it from myself. Your subconscious doesn't make the difference between a small uh, situation and a big situation. It's a situation for your subconscious. It's our emotional, it's our emotions that make it like big and small. Right. 
But so that's why as we work on the small details, our subconscious uh, says, okay, that's what I'm used to. That's what I'm used to. I'm used to like just um, forgiving. So if you're able to forgive, when get used to forgiving when someone cuts you off, when someone's following you behind you, you just breathe, let it go. Like they must be go. in a hurry. That's all let right. Let it pass. Like let, it, let pass. it go. In those little moments, because they don't change much in your life. When the big moments come and someone wrongs you and you say, okay, you know what? I'm going to forgive this person. And there's a, there's a quote. I can't remember who says it. It says, um, do you forgive someone who wronged you? The reason, uh, the answer is yes. Do you do business again with someone who wronged you? No. But because you forgave them, it's not even about them. It's about you letting go of that anger that wow. poisons your soul. The person doesn't even know you forgave them. It's just you sitting down with you and be like, you know what? I, I forgive them. And the biggest, this is the one that we all have to do. I, this is my personal opinion. It's to sit down and I just have to be like, you know what, Jamal? I forgive you for this. And as soon as you're able to forgive yourself for things that, um, that you feel you did wrong, you wronged yourself or you wronged somebody else, then I do believe you're able to adapt the, the, the habit of working on the little details, of forgiving through the little details. And then your subconscious will just, you know, it's like you and your subconscious teaming up. There you go. And you realize that you're like, whoa, whoa. Because to be honest, when I made that switch from being um, having road rage to being so passive on the road, mm-hmm. like you realize it. And you're like, man, that's pretty cool. <laughs> It's so cool to see this. When you realize the power, it sounds all woo-woo, but you and I understand this. The power of the mind over the physical realm Mm -hmm. that is your life is amazing. You know, sometimes you will lose control. Sometimes you will fall off the wagon as, you know, proverbially, obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you will find yourself, you know, just, okay, you're just losing it and you just can't control. But what I'm hearing from you is that, okay, it will happen. Just catch yourself step back and realize that okay this is a moment because what i admire about you especially through your words and all the content that you push out you're very big about discipline i realized that no not so long ago you put out the post in regards like okay you got home from the night shift drop your keys put stuff back okay fine you know you're supposed to go running and you're like there's that voice in you like should i really go running and then you caught yourself see that's the procrastination heading that's where the sign was, I'm going to go running. <laughs> and for some people, it could be writing a book. It could be making that sales call. You know, mm-hmm. for me, it's making my bed. I just like, I have like this gut check reaction of toxicity if I can, if I do not make my bed, because I don't know, for me, it's, it's important. Like, you know, when I come home, I'd like to come home to a made bed. Yeah. It's little things. And the discipline mm-hmm. for me, I'm not sure if you agree discipline beats motivation and you talk a lot about discipline a lot of your content is about discipline and how do we you know again i'm not expecting everybody to wake up and just go jog in the snow but jamal let's give them a little bit a couple of golden nuggets in regards to you know you know just just laser focusing their discipline how can we do that okay um i would say it's a mix well to be honest starting your day off by making your bed is the best way there's actually a, a book um, called Make, Make, Making Your Bed. 
It's only like 140 pages, great book. But anyways, starting your day off by making your bed is the best way. Why? Because again, your subconscious picks up, man, I just made my bed. That's a win. And again, you said, I get to come home to a made bed, right? So that's a win. And it's mixing a little bit of working on the little details with a little discomfort, a little discomfort. Because what I've noticed, and again, I haven't, I've never um, studied this. It's just from my own experience is that when I'm able to do something, even if it's a little thing, um, do something that my brain tells me uh, to wait till like, like tomorrow or this afternoon, I'm able to do that. And it takes like 10 seconds. We all, we all have things like taking out the trash. It takes five minutes. There's a saying that says, if you could do a task in less than five minutes, do it now. That's not a great thing. To oh, man. <laughs> it's a I great love thing. It. To I know. love it. Um, let me let me let's see. Uh, actually, so like going going to uh, going jogging like mm-hmm. on my Instagram feed, you see a lot like jogging with snow. But mm-hmm. there's some joggings like last night I went out to jog. Uh, it was like minus 17 and I don't put gloves on. Um, I don't put a toque on and my hands freeze. And my wife, uh, she wants, it's out of love. She's like, put on gloves, <laughs> put on gloves. I'm like, uh, eventually I will. <laughs> eventually I will. But the thing is, is as I'm, as I'm running and I don't go long because for the past weeks I ran like half marathons, mm-hmm. 10Ks and whatnot. But now I just have a 2.3 mile run around the, uh, the neighborhood. And what it does is when my hands freeze it gives me i I realize my brain records and i'm pushing myself to run Mm -hmm. again little details right Uh, my brain records man who who else is out here running freezing their their hands and pushing themselves past their limit that's that's the biggest thing is pushing yourself past your limit little by little so and if we could like bring the level down you don't have to freeze your hands or go outside running um let's see uh, a task okay the the dishes the dishes i dread doing the dishes i dread i don't know why but i i really don't like it but if i what i do is i set a time frame five minutes let's say the sink is full of dishes mm-hmm. i start the five minutes i'm like i'm just gonna i'm gonna empty the sink put in the dishwasher um, and whatever's left after five minutes, uh, I'm just giving myself a blitz, okay. five minutes yeah. blitz. So if you blitz your time, right, this will create the system. You're talking about system, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about system. So the, one of the greatest systems I found is blitzing your time. Cause what happens is, uh, actually let's say we have 45 minutes to do this podcast. Let's just say, yes, sir. All of our energy and focus for that 45 minutes is into this podcast. The rest of the world doesn't exist. Nope. Of course, we have children and whatnot. But for I mean, sure. like, <laughs> I get you. I get you. But, but nothing else exists. So when you're able to say, and this is something I've started doing, when I wake up in the morning, I start a video of 16 minutes and it's on time management. And as it goes, it's, it's like 15 keys on how to manage your time and get the most out of your day. I clean. I clean. I, I don't think. I just wake up, make my bed, and I clean. I start the, the audio and I clean. So why do I do that? Again, it starts my day off with a win. 
starts my day off cleaning, but I don't rely on what I feel. I rely on me blitzing like that, that blitz, that system of blitzing for 16 minutes on cleaning. I don't care what it is. As long as it's like, it's the, the second floor where all the rooms are. I just clean for that 16 minutes. That's all I do. Whatever I see the the clothes, the, um, uh, the toys, some wrappers from candy that we didn't put in the garbage, anything. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just, you, you say, okay, for this amount of time, I'm, I'm putting this. all my, yeah, I'm do, putting all my energy and focus in that, uh, in that uh, task. And what happens is after a while, so you, I would wake up and there would almost be nothing to clean <laughs> because I've been doing it. Small exactly. Exactly. At first you're like, man, there's, you don't want to think about it, but you're like, man, there's so much to do. And then after like two weeks, there's no, not much. You make your bed and then you're okay. Then I'll go downstairs and do the kitchen. And then eventually the whole house is clean. And all you did was spend 16 minutes of your morning cleaning instead of three hours vacuuming. And, and that's where, I believe, and you've probably experienced this, you know, just looking around, you know, the people we care about, the people we love, a lot of times you get exhausted mentally because you have goals, you have dreams, you have ambitions, whether it's cleaning, whether it's losing weight, whether it's going to walk the entire length of the, of the, you know, the great wall, but you're telling yourself, oh, there's so much to do. And you're already dying into falling into that rabbit hole of the internal dialogue. Yep. of the limitation how do we how do we choke that jamal how do we catch ourselves like no you're not coming in here i'm all about executing i'm not about worrying how do we catch ourselves because a lot of times that's where in a lot of conversations i have that's where they fall short because hey i want to clean the house hey i want to prepare dinner hey i want to lose weight but you're like oh there's so much to do there's yep. so much to do but okay. th that's all they that's where they stay how so, can we help them in that in that video that I watch in the morning, one of the keys is beat your future self. Okay. And what that means is, you know, you know yourself better than anyone in this world. And the example they give is, uh, let's say I want to go out jogging. I want to go out jogging tomorrow morning before going to work. And I know that usually I put my phone beside me or under my pillow and as soon as the alarm rings to wake me up, I snooze it or I turn it off and I go back to bed. What, I'm, what am I going to do to be my future self? I'm going to take my phone and place it where I have to get up. I have to get up and go get the phone to close the alarm before it wakes up the whole, whole family. Then you're like, yeah, but what? what like, that's not going to keep you from going back to sleep. Okay, then you want to go out jogging, right? Let's say we live in a place where it's really warm all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> You, you get dressed the night of, you get dressed in your, in your running attire. Wow. You're like, but, you're like but why would I get dressed? Don't ask why. You said you, you want to go run, get dressed in your running attire. So when you wake up and you get out of bed and you take your phone, you won't be like, oh, like usually like, oh, I don't know where my clothes are to go running. Oh, you have them on. So even there, your brain's like, it doesn't have time to say, um, let me turn off the alarm. Let me go look for my clothes. It's already done. It's so already you've, done. You've beaten your your yourself already. 
And then the third, another thing they say is, um, put your shoes right by your bed where you put your feet in the morning. Yeah, you hear that a lot. Just do it. We're like, yeah, but that's so, that's so what? Well, what's so hard about putting your shoes right there, getting dressed in your, oh. your running attire so that when you wake up and you have to go get your phone, everything is done for you. Boom. You are making it easier for yourself. So it's really the no excuse lifestyle, pretty much. And it's, uh, again, sometimes it's an extreme lifestyle, but, um, and it doesn't, here's the thing. It doesn't work all the time. For sure. It does not work all the time, but the times that it does work, it feels great. It's rewarding. Yeah. It's rewarding. Yeah. You know? So it's really set it beating your future self. And here's the thing to remember. I remember, uh, I was sitting with my, sitting, uh, in my grandma's kitchen with my dad. And he was talking about projects and moving and stuff. He's like, I really don't know where to start. Like you were saying, like there's a whole bunch of stuff and going on at the same time. So I was standing in the kitchen. He was sitting at the table. I said, dad, stand up. He's like, what? I said, stand up. All right. So we're like uh, six feet apart. So we're facing each other. I said, take a step towards me. He took a step. I said, there you go. You just started. Boom. He said, that's how you start. The first step. You want to write a book? What are books comprised of? Words. I don't care what the word is. Just write, write a word. Write a word. Word a day. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. Just do. Take action. And that's the thing, because we can have intention. Intention is the beginning of everything. But intention means zero I got to say, my intention of writing a book, that's my intention. But if I don't take this and write a word, then my intention means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. And I have people close to me in my family that have told me, yeah, it's the intention that counts. And they don't do much with their lives. Exactly. Because they're not, you need action. Like everything we do, uh, we think about means absolutely nothing if we don't take action. There you go. So it's really there that first step, beating your future self and taking that first step, no matter what it is. Take your big tasks and break it down into small tasks. So listen, you want to clean your house? Start with your room or start with the bathroom or start making your bed. Or See, somewhere. here you are dispensing amazing, uh, sensible, actionable advice, you know? And some people, unfortunately... And you've come across this. Keep telling yourself it cannot be that simple, mm-hmm. you know. And they often overthink, they overplan, and they think that it's supposed to be this, you know, long, long-winded, you know, answer to all of life's questions. But what you're saying is, you know, simplicity is the beauty. Yeah. Make your life simple. You know, mm-hmm. just take a step, and. Sometimes, and I tell this, and you know, I'm very open with you, just telling you sometimes, this is why I say I would make a terrible life coach or a coach whatsoever, because I've become so unforgiving <laughs> of excuses. Yo, like, just, I care, <laughs> like, I care, but there's a certain point where, you know what, I just can't take it. You know what? And this is where acceptance comes into play. And thank you for, you know, for, for educating me on that, because I realize that sometimes you have to step away because some people don't want it as bad as they say they do. Mm-hmm. And some people, you know, they they are in love with the idea of the the success or the glamour or whatever 
that dream is for them, you know, mm -hmm. put whatever in the basket. But you know what? Do you really want it? Because you also talked about execution. You also yep. talked about taking that next step. You might fall flat on your face. And is that, you know, in your experience, why a lot of people also don't want to take the steps? Like, what if I fail? What are people oh. going to think? What? What? I, I've never done this in my life. I've never started a business. I've never I've never gone out for for a run or mm -hmm. I've never tried yes. to write a book. 110 percent. Some people probably don't want as bad as they do. And is it, is it okay to just tell ourselves that, you know what? Okay, you don't want it. Okay, next step. I'll, prob I'll be over here if you need me. You, we can't save everybody, can we, Jamal? We can't save everybody, but that's, that's the thing. And it, again, it all trickles down to little details because as you, as you make your bed every morning, your subconscious is picking up winning. Your subconscious is picking up, okay, I'm making my bed. I have no excuse not to make my bed. Um, I'm cleaning the house. I have no excuse not to clean my house. So when you, uh, when you want to start a project, your, your subconscious will um, initially give you all the reasons why you can do something. Not why you can't. Because the reasons, if we're going to do something, there's always going to be reasons why we can. There's always going to be reasons why we can't. It all depends on what we focus on. Right? Um, because... Whether we focus on one or the other, they're still both there. The only difference, and it's my opinion again, the ones who have success focus on the things that they can do. Mm -hmm. And they just focus on that, put all their energy towards that. So what they can't do is it doesn't really, uh, everything matters, but it doesn't take, um, there's not that much of an effect on what they're doing. And it's like uh, Jim Rohn, he says, uh, it's like somebody who, who looks through the window. It's got, uh, like, um, what's it called? Like pessimism. Yeah, pessimism. It's a, uh, a disease of the soul. <laughs> he says, it's like the guy who runs up, uh, he looks through the window, and he doesn't see the sunset on the other side of the window. He sees the specks on the window. Or it's, it's like the guy who runs up. He says, I've got wow. five good reasons why this won't work. So stupid. He doesn't know. All he needs is one. You only need one reason why I can't work. <laughs> but, I loved, um, I, you're talking about Jim Rome. I loved uh, his short talk about the, the diseases of attitude. Oh, I, I know one. it almost all by heart. Oh, yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Guys, if you haven't seen it, please, YouTube, Jim Rohn, yeah. um, basically Tony Robbins' mentor, mm -hmm. you know, the diseases of attitude. You listen to that, you will recognize not only yourself, but the people around you. Goodness. And yes. it takes a lot of humility to admit uh, the, the little shortcomings of our, of our persona. But I'm sorry, I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, no, not at all. That was, that was perfect. But it's really, so like conditioning your mind. So when you're that person and you're looking through the window, that your mind picks up the sunset before the specs. Because the specs on the window, when I'm looking through the window, the specs on the window are there. But am I more amazed and I, do I have more gratitude for the sunset on the other side of the mm -hmm. window? Or am I just focused on like, oh, wow, I really need to clean this window. It's so dirty. And some people just look at the window and will never see the sunset. What's right there in their face. And that's, you know, what's so funny is that with almost everything in life, everything we want is right there. It's just that we don't see it because our subconscious is not, is not, um, it's not focusing on it. So I'll get a great example. Please. Um, let's say either a phone or a car. Let's say, actually, 
I have a challenge for everyone listening in right now is write down the car that you want if you don't have it already. And if you have it, write down another car that you want. Write down mm-hmm. all the criteria, the color, the inside, the kind of radio. Do you want a touchscreen? Do you want a, uh, a backup camera? Do you want heated steering wheel? Write down everything. Is it, is it an Audi, a Ford? <clears throat> write it down and just leave it somewhere where you can see it. And what happens is your subconscious will, you, you just go drive after that. Just go drive and watch all those, uh, like everything you wrote down, you're like, oh man, like I want an Audi, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's an Audi. There's an Audi. There's an Audi. They've been there every day of my all life. But because I wrote it down, now I'm picking it up. So that's really how life is. It's like, if you want something, write it down. And let your subconscious be like, okay, that's what you want. Because until your subconscious, uh, you give it to your subconscious, you don't know. Like, nothing's going to happen. No, because you're not training yourself to believe. You're not training yourself to believe it can happen to you. Exactly. You're not training yourself to believe that, you know what, your life can fit or can welcome this addition to your happiness a lot of people limit themselves and you know the basic words that they use do i really deserve it i never happened to me it's not supposed to be that complicated you know take the leap and i'm sure you've come across you know you know roads in your life where you have to make very consequential decisions Mm -hmm. but you know as you put it you know in 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 your book you know it's all about picking a direction yeah pick a direction and go because a lot of people are just like huh I want this and they stay there. Yeah. It's like just just go. <laughs> just <laughs> just go. And why does that happen to us, Jamal? Why do we freeze? If we say we want it, why don't we just put in the work and go? Why? I think it's a lack of confidence. It's really a lack of confidence. When I when I look at like motivational speakers, people who take action, is they're so confident in themselves that it um it gives them a momentum in doing things and when i la- when i uh, realize that when i don't do something it's because i lack the confidence to do it and, and i'm very uneasy so i don't i don't take action but um and again to develop that confidence is everything's a little details because as you do the little things and you have those little wins you develop the confidence so then when big, when big moments show up in your life, instead of uh, if you, if you uh, didn't work on little details, a big moment shows up, an opportunity shows up, that's where you're like, oh, I don't know. But if you worked on the little details and a big moment shows up, the opportunity shows up, you have build, you, you've built yourself through the little details. So the big moment shows up, the opportunity is there. You're like, yeah, let's go do it. Let's go do it. And you know, you know what? That's just your subconscious just pushing you. That's all it is. Wow. It's your subconscious being like, yo, we've worked through all the little details. We've done this a thousand times. So like when I played university football, um, every, every practice I would catch the ball and I would go score in practice. And I would yell at my receivers, my, my teammates, like, go score, go score. If you ask all my teammates, they'll be like, yeah, Jamal always asks us to score. And they're like, why would you do that? Well, it's like 50 yards, man. We got to run. We're losing time in practice. And I'm like, if I score a thousand times in practice, why can't I score two to three times in the game? Okay. My subconscious has picked up all the routes on 
every route direction that I have to take a thousand times during practice. Why can't I do it once or twice? Just once. And it showed. It showed. Because I was willing just to work on the little details, work on it, work on it, work, and I hack away at little things. And when it came to game time, my subconscious just let my body go. People are like, yo, how'd you do that? I'm like, I I just I, did. I just I never just thought I couldn't. Wow, there you go. There that's you all go. it is. That's all it and, is. The belief and confidence in oneself, you know? Yeah, and that's real. something that you exemplify and that's something that you know that totally resonates with and you know, totally, you know, it merits uh the appreciation. I'm not just throwing words out there, Jamal. I'm just a regular guy in his basement just welcoming you onto this platform and thanking you and for here, being bro. so earnest about it, man. Because you know what? These are things that people need to hear. It's not just throwing words onto the universe. We can read all the wonderful, you know, speeches and, you know, hear about all the Tony Robbins and the Jim Rohns and the Les Browns of this world. But you know what? We also need to take the lessons and apply them. And you're also, you know, showing us that example that you've applied. You're all not just about the words. You're also about the intent and the action and the execution. I know that, you know, we're coming up in top of the hour, but I really want to thank you for this, uh, for this okay. time. Insightful, educational, empowering. I'm sitting here in both humility and respect and acknowledging you for everything that you do. And I really want to thank you for taking this time with us, man. I really do appreciate it. It's a very, very, very generous, generous gift you're giving us tonight. It's my pleasure. Hey, if you have more time, I have more time. I took off of work. I want to make a surprise. No. Yeah, I took off of work, bro. My man, dude. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it, man. Hey. Oh, sure. You know, we can fill up another 15 minutes. I, I really don't mind. I really don't mind. Oh, you took off. <laughs> dude. Okay, so I'll, I'll rewrite this. <laughs> oh, man, you're so cool. You're so cool. You're such a, oh, you're such a gentleman. I appreciate it. It's I appreciate it. No, um, but you know what? Where we can pick off, it's basically about what, what's really disappointing me right now is because um, overall, because I'm, I've become very sensitive to people around us and talking to us. And, you know, when you complain about the same problem year after year, and sometimes you don't want to be judgmental, yeah. Also, you realize that, you know what? Hey, I can't I can't waste time anymore. You know what? Time is too precious. And listen, I you can say this is the problem. Like, OK, here's the solution. Yeah. But you have to be willing to take it. Exactly. And Jamal, right now, I don't know about you. It's just right now time is fleeting. And we realize it with this with the pandemic. You're a father. I'm a father. You know what? We need to be focused. I can't deplete myself to basically just address your own insecurity or your own problems or your excuses like yeah. i can't and that's something i had to come to terms with and realizing that you know what we can't save everybody sometimes it's hard that's the nice yeah. guy in me but you know what and for you because i was ever wondering if that's something that you know you know if something that you struggle with as well when you're looking at people that you care about around you it's like are you ever going to wake up or how do you deal with with those circumstances where you realize that you know what i can't help you yeah. <laughs> then it's it's unfortunate i'm laughing but because it's not funny unfortunately it's it, it's it's a little bit uh you know depressing sometimes because we do care for these people but sometimes you know you realize that i can't do it for you and yeah. how do we bring ourselves back to you know just moving forward. Well, you did. You said something very interesting, and I, I only stopped saying it maybe a month ago. Is that um, time is passing by so fast? Time is flying by. And when you think about it, time has always been time. 
there's no past, no present, no future for time. Yep. Time is just time. It's, it's our lives that are passing by very fast. So when we look at that, when we take that perspective and say, well, my, it's not time, it's my life that's passing by. And you ask yourself, um, okay, so what am I going to do then with my life? <laughs> am I going to spend it saving, like um, wanting to save people who don't want to save themselves or don't have the, the want to? Or am I going to focus on my family? Am I going to focus on projects that are going to help me develop myself mm-hmm. so that in, um, in accordance with that, the people around me are going to are going to uh, better their lives. And there's something, a great quote that says, and this is, it, it's not a revenge, but the quote says, the greatest revenge is massive success. Yes. Right? Um, yes. For, for, for this situation, when it's not the word, I don't want to use revenge, but the greatest way to help somebody, um, I believe, are cl- like our, our family members and our, our friends that we love and that we've, like, I, I know you have like cried over like you you're by yourself in your car and you're crying because you want it so bad. And you know that if they only had an ounce of the work ethic you have, they would make it so much further because they have so much more talent than you. Mm-hmm. I'm almost choked up, bro. Cause I have some of my family, man, that <laughs> people don't even know, man. I got you. But get um, you. the only way that I found for me to help, this person is just to have massive success so that I could be an example. And then if, if that person um, is intimidated, then that's something that they have to deal with themselves. But, and it's to let them know I'm here, man, I'm here. So whenever you're ready, I'm here. Just. I'll be here for you. Exactly. Just to let them know you're there and just to keep on doing what you do. And eventually, eventually they will wake up because you are focusing on you and it bettered. It's like a sense. Uh, I think I, when is it? I think it was last week. Um, I said that every step you take really changes physically um, and spiritually the, the foundation of the planet. Mm-hmm. Every step you take, because if you didn't take that step, then um, the planet, like, Physically, that step would never happen on the planet, right? Yep. <laughs> um, so once you understand that, it sends out waves, uh, waves of, uh, of energy, waves of energy. And it, it's, it's so scary, so scary. But when you're able to understand that, that you are unique, that no, it, like through the millions, billions of people who pass through the earth, um, and that in the, in the future as well that are coming and that are here right now, no one has ever been, no one is, or never, no one will ever be you. You. So when you look up, look up to the stars and the moon and the night and the sun and whatever, realize that you are part of that and you can change. You are actually changing everything because you are there. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, when you're able to get that within you, the, the energy of, uh, it's like another level, but the, the energy of the universe within you, that will help you have massive success because you believed you believe that you are fueled by something much bigger than you. You know, 
I just told this to one of my friends that came to the shake bar. He said, yo, what do you do for work, man? You just do the shake bar. I said, no, bro, I work, I work night. I work night shifts. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, man, I work night shifts. He's like, when do you sleep? I said, bro, you know what? I know he said, are you, are you ever tired? I'm like, bro, you know what? The times when I was the least tired is when I only took naps. I didn't sleep. There you go. Yeah, I finished work, take a nap for three hours, get back, get back to doing uh, the book, doing the business with uh, the shake bar. And then I take an hour nap and then go back to work. And the only reason why I was able to do this, I did this like for a full month. I just kept going and people were like, yo, what, what are you doing, bro? What are you on? I'm like, bro, if only you knew. If, if Like Jim Rohn said it, if you were headed where I'm headed, oh, you would understand. <laughs> you would understand. <laughs> you would understand. And that's that speaks so much of the realization, right? Um, it's so cheesy, but the awakening it when is. you realize that you know, and we talked about this, we talked about this, you know, in preparation for the call. And, you know, when you, you were very open and talking about we're in a past life of yours, where you actually had to fall down to the ground, where you felt like you were choking and you had to yell into the universe and you felt your inner being, your inner spirit talking to you and telling you, what are you doing here, Jay? It's like, what are you doing here? And we have to have, have that acceptance. I don't know. And I went through the exact same thing when my son was born. And when you realize that you're wasting time, you're not doing something that fuels your soul in any way. I made a tweet about that a couple of days ago. You know, if it's not fueling you, it's depleting you. Everybody understands paying bills. Everybody understands having to do right by your wife, by your family, putting a roof over your head. These are the natural elements of being a man and trying to, and I'm going to get shade from like, we're talking about masculinity. No, that's what I'm about. That's how we were raised. You know what? Defending providing, protecting, leading, teaching. That's what we're here for. That is our role. All right. Everybody understands that. I get you. You're my brother. I get you. But at a certain point, you also have to take ownership of the fact that why? What? what? There has to be more yeah. of my existence than this. So when you tell me that you're willing to lose sleep over stuff that you care about, that makes you smile, that 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 fuels you. This book, it's it's not a cheap thing, you know? Forget bestseller list. You wrote a book. The discipline, the time, the commitment, the sacrifice that goes into making it happen and having a life around that, dude, people don't understand. And, you know, when we're not throwing shade, but when you when you see other people just going about their daily route, doing their thing, and you know what? And they're asking you, why are you so jazzed up? You're barely sleeping. No, listen, I, I found something that does and fuels me. Yeah. And you need to be okay with that. And that's why I celebrate you because that's a really big thing. Not a lot of people get to that point, you know, Appreciate. and that's, that's, a, that's a really huge thing, but I want to pivot it a little bit yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm very big also about our, our surroundings. And you also talked about, you know, your teams, your friends, your family. And um, that's also something we have to watch out for, isn't it? Because I've gone through this. And a lot of people will also bring this as one of the reasons to their limitations in regards to, you know, you talk about the car, okay? Yeah. And suppose you come, I come to you, Jay, and I tell you like, hey, Jay, man, I was just looking, I just went by the Range Rover dealership, you know, just, it'd be nice if I had a Range Rover. And the first thing you tell me, man, you know, that's expensive, right? Man, you know, the maintenance on that car is a pretty ticket, right? And then they just starts feeding you. I'm talking about the toxic people in our lives. Mm -hmm. And the people listening to us will often cite the fact that that's a really big issue for them because these are close people to you. Yeah. These are people that you trust and you pour into. And these are the people 
who respond with their own insecurity and their own toxicity and who apparently care for you. But how do we navigate around that, Jay? See, I connect with you because we're on the same level. I'm not saying that I don't have toxic friends. I have toxic people around me. I still love them. But you know what? We also have to distance ourselves. And a lot of people listening to us have that very big obstacle to deal with yeah. because it's uncomfortable. How do we have those difficult conversations? How can we navigate around that? Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about something personal that uh, I've never talked about before um, that actually brought me to writing this book. So my, my father-in-law, great man, has... Uh, started a, a lot of companies, have sold companies, and is now retired willing, and is living well off. Um, and every time I would ask him questions, and he'd ask me, like, how, how are things going? I'd be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm doing this and doing that. And exactly what you just said, he would always ask, oh, yeah, but, like, what if this happens? Isn't that too expensive? This and that. And I would leave, I would leave his house I, sorry, I would get to his house, like energetic. I, I have my projects. I'm going for them. I'm going towards them. I'm, and then when I would leave his house, I'd be like, wow, I really don't know if I should do it anymore. Right. And <laughs> we're talking about my father-in-law, someone who I look up to very much. Um, and you know what? One day I told my wife, I said, I'm not going to your dad's house anymore. She said, why? I said, because if I go there, because I hold him at such a high standard, if I go there, if I keep going there, I'm never, I'm not, I'm always going to doubt. I'm not always, but he gives me like, he makes me doubt my projects. He makes me doubt myself. So for this time, I'm not going to, you can go because we'd go every Sunday. So I'm like, you can go, you can take the kids. I'm not coming. And she, and she understood. She understood. She said, okay. Okay. And you know what? And this was even for the book. The, one of the projects was the book. It's like, oh, yeah, but how are you going to publish it? What is this and that? I'm like, bro, it doesn't. In my head, I'm like, it doesn't matter. I, I'm going to write a book. And one night, <clears throat> one night, uh, the book's not written yet. It's not done. One night we called, uh, my wife called her dad and she asked him for, for help. And I don't know what he said, but my wife came back to me and she said, it wasn't anything mean, but he just spoke about me. Mm -hmm. She came back crying and she said, why, why did he have to say that? I looked at her and I said, we're never going to ask him for help again. She said, what? I said, we're never going to ask him for help again. I'm going to make sure of that. And so that book, this book, The Spirit of a Champion, was able to be, I finished it because I was, like, that was the, the, the moment where I was like, it'll just take massive action. I don't care what you have to do, Jay. I don't care uh, who tells you what. Because, again, these are people that you hold that at a high standard mm -hmm. that have a, a big impact in your life. I don't even care how you feel, what this person is saying, but it actually fueled me. Like you could use it as fuel. Actually, there you go. That, that's the key. When someone tells you 
someone tells you, you talk about your projects and you got to be careful who you talk to your projects mm-hmm. about. Because again, uh, some people don't understand. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to talk to them about it. But when you talk to someone about your projects and they tell you, yeah, isn't that too expensive? Isn't this that? That is confirmation that you're supposed to go towards that. That is confirmation yep. that it's for you. So when you hear it, it's like, thank you so much. I appreciate, I appreciate that information that you're giving me. You have confirmed that this is the route I'm supposed to take. Right? And this goes back Steve Harvey. Um, I think it's Steve Harvey that said, the best way to kill a big dream is to feed it to a small mind. Oh, my goodness. Impossible is a, a big word thrown, about, thrown around by small men. That's a, that's a quote, bro. It's like people who don't see it, like they can't, they won't join you. They don't, won't understand I'm getting this fire inside of me because people need to understand that like, it's not, it's not for everyone. What you see is not for everyone. It's your vision. And when you, you do meet people who have, who are walking the same road, it's a narrow road and it's not very, it's not very populated. There are not many people on this road and you come across somebody like you, um, you and I crossing roads like Ray. And you talk about your, your dreams, your, your projects, your goals. The other person is just like, dang, man. Yeah. Yo, what can I do to help? And you, help? And, and you know what that is? That is coming back to the little details. You're focused on what you can do, not what you can't do. There you go. I'm focused on what I can do to help you. The price of the Range Rover, man, it might be big, but no, look at all these little details, all these little things I could do to save some money. All this time I can spend, I can write a book, change millions of lives and make a great revenue out of it, a great income out of it and go get my Range Rover, go get my Audi and not feel bad about it because I'm changing millions of lives because it was never about the money. It was about the process of changing lives, accomplishing my goals, fulfilling my dreams. Thank you. Who I want to be. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. See, because a lot of people, unfortunately, and you know what? We're very open. There's nothing wrong because, again, money rules the world. I'm sorry. Your dreams cost money. I used to be a exactly. photographer in a past life. Listen, I took great pictures, but again, gear costs money. All right. So I yep. still got to make that money to, fill, to feed better gear. But yep. still, money is a side effect of success mm-hmm. in my appreciation money is a side effect of success it's not a it's not the reason it's not the cause it's a side effect you i, I believe mm-hmm. when you tap into this this thing that is yours whether you believe in god or not your god-given gift what steve yeah. harvey calls the god-given gift when oh. you finally realize what that is mm-hmm. and find at least one person who gives a damn to serve you know 150 percent Sir. Do it again. Do it again. The consistency. That is when you will realize you will open the doors to opportunity. And that's the rewards. Financial, networking, social, yeah. emotional, spiritual. That's where it comes in. And yeah, the money will come. It's stupid. It took me years to believe that because, again, it was never about the money. But, you know, I've been doing this podcast for four years. You know, just like you. You know, I just found a reason. Like, listen, I was going through a very difficult bout of depression. And I thought, like, you know what? I'm not the only person going through this. It feels mm. sucky to think that somebody else is dealing with this. I'm going to open up a mic and try to reach out and meet people who are going to help me make sense of this and at yeah. least inspire one person. 
mm-hmm. you know, and that's why I applaud you. You know what? It's not an easy conversation to have because no. as 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 men, as I said, providers, leaders, protectors, you have so many dreams, you have so many goals, you have such a vision. That's what I heard from you. You had a vision, you had something that fueled you, that make you excited. And here you are with this figure of authority and respect, someone you 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 look up to who's shooting you down. And and as we know this, they probably don't mean it or they don't no. know that they're doing it. It's out of love, but it's, it's out of still... love. But it is, you know, shooting you down. And we yeah. do this. Sometimes we do this to our kids, like, no, don't climb that ladder. Why do you want to go for swimming? Don't you don't want to go to soccer? You'll hurt yourself. <laughs> words have power words have power and from a father to another what are the conversations you're having with your with your kids right now to also make sure that you're sowing the right seeds because we understand that we're also building we have a spirit of a warrior but we also want to raise warriors and what are the conversations you're having with your kids you know how do we have the proper words the right reactions and not 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 um poison them with you know what our own appreciation of this thing called life <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, if if you if if someone was to see my son and put their right hand over their heart, he would look at them and he would put his right hand over his heart and he would say, "Champion, go giver, the richest man in Babylon." Because I've told him since he's born that he's a champion, that he's a go giver, and he's the richest man in Babylon. So first off, I didn't even know. This was before I wrote the book, but when he says champion, he'll have his, uh, my book, Spirit of a Champion. When he says go-giver, there's four books called The Go-Giver. I recommend everybody go, goes to read them. And then The Richest Man in Babylon is Classic. A, book, a book that Jim Rohn recommends to everybody. And he used it um, in teaching kids how to live a great financial life. And I believe that all three of those have everything that someone needs to live a happy life a happy life so he has no idea what these things mean he has no idea when we're playing games i'll say i and he repeats i i say am am the one the one he has no idea but what i notice is when i was small now I realize a lot of things like from songs and from movies. So when he grows up and he says, oh, flip, I'm the one. See, I'm, I'm not talking to my kids. I'm speaking to their subconscious. Mm-hmm. So when they understand it, it's going to click. I'm the one. It's like, why would you go do that, Jay? Because I'm the one. Why would you give that? Because I'm a go-giver. How'd you get that money? Because I'm the richest man in Babylon, baby. It's conditioned. That's what I speak to them. So when when people are going to talk and they're like, my kids are going to hear champion, they'll be like, oh, flip. Yo, I'm a champion. They're going to hear the word give. Like, oh, flip, yo, I'm a go-giver. I'm a go-giver. And, you know, like sometimes I would I would take my son when my, my, my second son wasn't born and I would stand him on the side of the the window, and we look out into the stars and the moon, and I tell him, you know, say, good night, stars, good night, moon, good night, God, I love you. 
just so he gets used to understanding that he's part of all of it. And he doesn't understand it now, but it's sub the subconscious of everybody picks up everything. It's just we need to hack into our subconscious. So when you speak to your kids, understand that their subconscious picks up how we react. That's why they look, they react like us. <laughs> um, like they, they pick up everything that even when they're not watching, you'll be do, doing something over there. You think they're not watching. And then in a few days, they do exactly what you did. Right. And if you've developed the little details, coming back to the little details of doing things mm-hmm. and doing them the right way or just taking action, your kids pick that up, pick that up. So without even having to tell them you're just doing what you do, your kids are just going to be doers. They're going to oh, be yeah. doers. They won't. When you don't give yourself the excuses or the excuse, your kids won't give yourself, won't give themselves the excuse. So when I talk to my kids and I, I, I do scream sometimes, man. <laughs> I scream sometimes. No um, judgment. Seriously. Caribbean father here. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. One of the biggest things, and I read this in um, the Thinking Like a Monk. Mm-hmm. There was a, a 10-year-old teaching a class, 10-year-old monk teaching a class to five-year-old kids on the importance of breath. And then uh, Jay Shetty, who, who was uh, a monk, went up to the 10-year-old and he said, what were you doing? And the 10-year-old answered, I'm teaching, I was teaching them the importance of breath because breath is the first thing that you have when you enter this world. And it's the last thing that you have when you leave. And so when my son is, is mad, angry, when he's happy, I say, I, I told him, put your hand on your stomach, breathe. When I'm at, I tell him, say, when I'm angry, he says, when I'm angry, I breathe. When I'm sad, when I'm sad, I breathe. When I'm happy, when I'm happy, I breathe. And when they're having fits and you're able to yourself stay calm, which is very hard sometimes, mm-hmm. um, but just, again, we're speaking to their subconscious. When they're having fits and you do that repeatedly, at that moment, it may not change much. But when they grow to be um, teenagers and adults and they're growing, going through those trying times, right? Because adolescence, man, this teenagers, that's like For sure. emotions. A whole other chapter. But what are they going to do? They put their hand on their stomach and their subconscious is going to tell them, just breathe. Just breathe. Because you were just, you were, you're doing it from a young age. They didn't understand, but their subconscious picked it up. So these are things that I do with my kids because I know that eventually, man, they're, they're going to need it because negativity is always going to be here. Always. And I'm just I'm giving them tools so they could like build, build their future. Can't, you can't be kumbaya all the time. No, yeah, that's a, no, that's man. a fallacy. That's a fallacy. You need to be able to balance the yin and the yang. You understand that you, I tell my daughter this all the time. I understand that, you know, that you can't, you are allowed to your emotions, you know, mm-hmm. but you can't, you can't, you know, be mean to other people because you're having these emotions. You need to exactly. be able to how to retract yourself and mm-hmm. you know how to, you know, come back a better person, you know, exactly. 
this this has been uh, such a reward uh, of a thrill Thank of a conversation. You. As I like to say, a pleasure, an honor, and a thrill. For real, uh, same tomorrow, for me. It's, uh, it's, a really, it's a real gem. Let's not be strangers. Um, no, again, this is a brotherhood. This is a platform. You know, I hope I've gained a friend. Let's not lose each other. Oh, and not at definitely, all. It's the beginning. Any, anytime <laughs> you want to be back, man, I really, really appreciate it because there's so much to learn. Um, again, I want to congratulate you also on the new addition. Uh, of course, uh, all health and blessings uh, to the missus uh, for a safe and healthy uh, the delivery. Uh, keep appreciate us posted. Um, <laughs> there is uh, there, the last two questions. Obviously, shameless plugging. Where can the listeners connect with you on the interwebs, my friend? Of course, um, on Instagram, avatarfit12, all in one. On TikTok, avatarfit. Um, on Facebook, uh, Jamal Henry. And uh, again, if you guys have any questions, if you guys want to email me, very simple, jamalhenry1 at hotmail.com. Um, don't hesitate. Just send me a question or comments, whatever it is. I'm, I'm Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, obviously, uh, where can the listeners pick up the book? Uh, Amazon oh, is the best yes. place? Yes, Amazon. Um, so Amazon, actually amazon.com, amazon.ca. Uh, you can get on every Amazon o- over the world. And um, if ever uh, you guys want to swing by the shake bar, I'll have copies handy. So um, either contact me or the, the address is 142J 25th Avenue in uh, St. Stash. Nice. Um, so you swing by and I'll have copies for you. And uh, I'm looking forward to meeting you in person, bro. My man. Well, no, definitely. It's a promise. Like, you know, I never throw out there in the universe. Obviously, COVID, like, you know, last time we were supposed to meet and then COVID locked me up at home. But uh, definitely, guys, please, it's the spirit of a champion, learning from the best teacher. My man, Jamal Henry, a terrific individual. You know, uh, again, I can't say, you know, even more nice things about him. You know, you heard it here first. Guys, uh, cannot be more awesome. Jamal, a pleasure and honor and a thrill. Thank you. All the blessings to you, my friend. You know, as always, it's a blessing and a pleasure. Let's not get, let's do keep in touch. Guys, another episode of Awaken the Awesome (laughs) in the can. Please stay safe. As always, guys, you know, it's a crazy world out there. But again, people like Jamal, you know, definitely make it worthwhile. Guys, have a terrific evening. Stay blessed. And as always do, stay awesome. This has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. We always love to get your feedback. So please do drop us a line via Instagram, Facebook, or email. Our email address, awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Do visit our official website at awakentheawesome.ca where you can find our entire back catalog of episodes and incredible guests. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review as this helps us tremendously in growing this podcast and spreading the word to more awesome listeners like you. We always appreciate your support and thank you for listening. Stay awesome.